So I don't know about you, but uh, I think Lent, Ash Wednesday, really seems to have crept up on us this year. It's, it's suddenly here. Uh, so uh, just during, just over the weekend, I thought, my goodness, it's, it's, Lent starts already this week. And normally, uh, again, I'm not sure what your experience is, but often I think when we think of Lent, um, there can be a kind of a, a negative attitude within us towards Lent, like, oh, here we go. No crisps. <laughs> oh, here we go. No Coke, no chocolate, no, no fun at all, no McDonald's, uh, whatever it is. You know, there's kind of something that we're used to giving up. And that can be the kind of the, the, the immediate reaction, this kind of, oh, here we go again, the kind of a, a negative heaviness about Lent. Um, how about this year? How about looking at Lent through a very, very positive lens, you know, and saying, this is fantastic. This is our opportunity to, to start Lent in a different way, not the way that we've maybe done it before, the way, way that we're used to, but to start Lent kind of excited about it, right? This is the, the chance now to start like pruning back and to start kind of putting things back in order and start getting the focus right again because there's so much going on and we can be so busy and I think maybe these days um, because the last couple of months have been quite different and there's so much more going on online and you know we spend, we spend too much time on the phones anyway and now half of our life is lived on through a screen or more. Uh, there can just be so much, so many distractions, okay? So pulling it all back and saying, Lord, I want to get excited about this Lent. I think it's, it's, a, I think it's a great way to start it, looking at Lent through, through, through this positive lens of putting things back in order. Now, the standard uh, actions encouraged during Lent are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So these are three useful areas to look at um, as regards what we can do this Lent, you know? Is there... Excuse me, non-COVID related. Is there, is there a, an area in my prayer life that uh, I can improve? So it can be a question of either quantity or quality or both. Maybe if I'm not praying at all, it would be good to start. So there we're talking about increasing here a bit of quantity. If I'm already praying, uh, maybe we can pray more deeply. So it's not necessarily that you have to pray more. It's just when I'm in the chapel, also for us here, uh, when I'm in the chapel, rather than kind of being in the chapel and kind of reading lots, maybe it would be better just to spend more kind of quiet time face-to-face -face with the Lord and, and converse with him. So allow ourselves to listen, allow him to speak. That's changing the, the, the quality of our prayer rather than the quantity. I remember... Um, in a parish where I remember visiting an adoration chapel and while I was in there uh, a lady took out the Irish Catholic so for the holy hours just just read the Irish Catholic cover to cover you know what I mean and while I'm sure it's a lovely, it was a lovely hour of relaxation for her you couldn't really call it an hour of adoration because it wasn't I mean when you're reading the Irish Catholic you're not adoring the Lord it's like they're not the same thing uh, it's a nice quiet hour I'm sure but it wasn't an hour of adoration so just because we're in the right place, <clears throat> in the right building, we might necessarily be doing the right things. So sometimes, yes, we may have to increase the, the quantity of our prayer. Maybe, if, for example, if I know I always have an hour in the evening for social media. I always find time to re reply to all of my Facebook likes, if you're supposed to reply to them, or I don't know what you're supposed to do with them. Um, I always have time for that. If I always have, a time, I if I always have an hour for social media, 
maybe I can actually squeeze in a rosary. Or if I already pray a rosary, maybe actually I have time for a Divine Mercy chaplet as well. You know, so there, there are definitely things I think that we can look at. And again, with this attitude, this positive attitude, this attitude of excitement, this is actually fantastic. I get the chance to do something good. I get the chance to actually, you know, up my game. Right? This is important. Okay, so quantity or maybe the quality of our prayer again. If, if we can pray more deeply, more internally. Okay, that's prayer. Fasting, fasting. We all love fasting. It's something that just fills us with joy and uh, elation when we think of all of these things that we can renounce. Um, so what is it then, this Lent, that, that we can renounce? Um, it's going to depend on, on, on you, uh, it's going to, like, but I think within our own hearts, we know. Um, and uh, something which is, which is kind of, there are things that we can or could fast from that maybe are, are kind of hidden from us as well because we've been doing them for so long or they're just such deeply rooted habits in us. But negativity, for example, it's so easily, we so easily get addicted to negativity, right? So when, you know, someone mentions the weather, oh my goodness, never seen a February like it. We're, we're lucky to come out of it our lives. <laughs> no, we had some heavy rain and a half inch of snow. We're all right. Do you know what I mean? Or like, you know, the neighbours. Oh, here we when I think, when I think of the neighbours, all the noise, the racket that they make. And, uh, and they have these big dogs that keep jumping over the fence and destroy. Well, I swear, if I, if I caught Mrs. Ryan now, I'd... You know, and the negativity just... And it's just so easy. Just, or like, uh, in, in, you know, in Ireland as well, we have this wonderful expression, you know, she got her comeuppance. Now, do you know what I mean? She had notions... She's getting, she after getting her comeuppance now, isn't she? No. You know, and this kind of reveling in someone's failure, right? I actually heard a horrific story during the week. I, I, I'd never heard the likes of it, actually, where, where there was a, a family where this one particular sister, um, thank God, had had four successful pregnancies. Thank God. Okay? And her sister had had a number of miscarriages and was horribly jealous of her sister for having four, if you will, easy pregnancies. And I just, I couldn't, when I heard the story, I was actually horrified. I thought, I thought what does this sister, the, the other sister, actually want? Does she want everyone to have miscarriages just because she had? I mean, I know, don't get me wrong, miscarriages, it's, it's, a, it's a horrific thing, and often such a silent and, and a hidden kind of a cross. But to kind of, to, to wish that everyone else would experience that too, or to be jealous of, of those who have my goodness, like, it's just, negativity is so, so dangerous, so dangerous. It's, it's like cancer for the soul. But it's something that, that can really just become normal to us, you know? How are you? You know, <laughs> outstreams the negativity. You mentioned the government, outstreams the negativity. You mentioned, you know, anything. You can complain about anything. You know, you can get negative about anything if you want. Or we can choose. We have one guy in this house here who's incredibly good at being amazingly positive about every situation. And uh, it's just a surreal example, like, um, uh, yeah, we were just talking yesterday, and like, <laughs> we were talking about something that was objectively fairly bad, and he said, ah, oh, sure, look, it might come good, it might come good yet. <laughs> won't, like. But it's just lovely to have that attitude, you know, that positive, just actually be positive about the thing, or be positive about people, do you know? But it's a choice, 
You know, it's a choice and something we can choose to do. I can choose to actually keep my trap shut if what I'm going to say is negative. You know, like first thing in the morning, I tend not to speak very much. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, prayer, fasting can be from food, can be from social media, can be de if you're swearing, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. So fast from that. Uh, if overuse of of of, of uh, you know YouTube for hours in the evening or Netflix, whatever it may be, any of those things that we know are just simply time wasting. A little relaxation time is okay, obviously, but when it, when it just becomes time wasting, that's different. Then alms giving. If there's any way that anything, any person, any group that we can help, not necessarily with money. Money is all a, yeah, a tap or a, enter a couple of digits, and, and, and that can help as well. Uh, also with your time. Again, think these things are a small bit more complicated this year because you can't just go volunteer for the Vincent de Paul like before. Um, but look, if the Lord provides something in your, if He places something in your path where you're able to help another person, which to be honest, maybe even these days, maybe there are just newer or new routes of doing it, calling people, phoning people. There's one lady uh, in Scotland who writes to us here regularly enough, and uh, she's a retired lady in her 80s, and she was just describing how, oh, sure, I, I, I can't get out much now. I, the legs aren't as good as they were. But every evening I call a few people. I call a few lonely people, actually, is how she described it. I call a few lonely people. So it's this beautiful example of a person recognizing the limitations of their situation, but also recognizing the possibilities of her situation and doing the best she can. Prayer, fasting, giving. So as we look at this Lent, we can get excited about it. We can get excited about what God wants to do in us and what God wants to give us. You know, when we, our faith isn't all about us trying to get God's attention. We already have his attention. His gaze rests upon us always. We don't have to get his attention. We don't have to prove anything to him. He wants to give us gifts. He wants to give us what we ask for if it's good for us. So what are we asking for? What are you asking for? This Lent, what are you asking for? If we're not asking for anything, we mightn't even notice his blessings coming. But what am I actually, what do I actually want? What is the deepest desire of my heart? And am I explicitly saying, Lord, I give this intention to you. I give my loneliness to you. I give my health to you. Lord, I give my future to you. Lord, I give my uh, fears that I'll never be this dream, I'll never realize this dream that I've always had. Or I give you my past and the mess that it was. And I, I give this to you, Lord, for your healing. And I ask you in this period of Lent that as I purify my heart, as we, as we sang earlier, as our lives are purified with, with, with better habits, cutting out the, the bad ones, that you will grant me this grace that I'm asking for. And I'm very deliberate about saying, Lord, I, I, I really want this. And this isn't, you know, we're not talking about superficial prayers here that we all made when we were kids. You know, Lord, I really want a Ferrari. Lord, I really want, what's her name? Cindy Crawford to fall in love with me or whatever it was. You know, uh, you know we're talking about real prayers, like real situations, real people, real hurt, real lives, real God and you. Do you know, that's like the reality of that. It's not just a kind of a genie kind of idea, but like God who is your father, you who are his beloved son or daughter, what are you asking? 
if we ask for, uh, this is, uh, Jesus says to St. Faustina, it displeases me so much that so many souls ask for so little. So many souls ask for so little. An interesting thing, because you, you kind of say, well, maybe, maybe I shouldn't ask God for too much. I don't want to sound demanding. Well, what child would go to their mom or dad on an absolutely freezing day and say, Dad, would it be okay if I have maybe one glove, his little blue hand, you know what I mean? And Dad's going to say, jeepers, I'll give you two, and a hat and a scarf and boots and plastic trousers and the whole lot. Like, you know, you, know, you don't have to, like, kind of come in fear and trembling asking for a half a glove, you know what I mean? Like, God will give you everything that's good for you and more. Ask. Ask. So, as we begin this, two things. One, let's do so very, very positively looking at these three areas, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, to see is there anything concrete that we can do in each of these areas, or if there's, maybe if there's one whopper that you just want to really work on, do that uh, and decide for it. And then secondly, ask God. Ask God with confidence. Ask God, ask God with a kind of a, an expectant faith for what you need for your spiritual welfare, what you need for your spiritual good, what you need for your happiness. Ask him. And leave that prayer with him and keep going back to him and keep carrying this prayer throughout Lent. And I guarantee you that your father will not let you down.